0: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. Hello everybody and welcome to another Wessex LMC's podcast. My name is Louise Greenwood, Director of Education and I'm talking today to Karen Jeffries. Hi Karen. Hi Louise. So, um, I just did um, a little interview with Heather Simpson about the coaching programme that's come out for from NHS England for primary care staff. So, I've just thought today we'll talk a little bit more about coaching, but also your role as a practice manager supporter, because you've been a practice manager supporter with us now for a little while, haven't you? Uh, since 2013. I'm one of the original crew. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And just tell us a little bit about that and why you like doing it, because if you've been doing it since then, I guess you do like doing it. I do
1: like doing. I enjoy it very much. I think it's quite a privilege actually to be able to um, be able to support my peers because actually I think practice managers as a group are probably one of the most conscientious and hardworking group of professionals I've ever met. Um, so to be privy to their experiences and challenges and have the opportunity to go and support them, meet them, talk to them, help where I can, you know, it's really rewarding. Um, it doesn't feel like the day job. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, how do you why do you do that when you're a full time practice manager or, or I was at the time? Um, but it's it doesn't feel like the day job because you're not in the practice. You're not you're not actually ha- having to do the work. You're going in to advise um, and support. So it's it's a different facet to the role, which is rewarding. Um, and it just gives another um, diversification, I guess, to, to what I'm doing. So,
0: yeah. And what what's, what sort of support do you think you give, Karen? What what do people ask for?
1: Can be really wide ranging. So sometimes, as you know, Louise, you're put in touch with somebody who's literally um, you just found out they've just joined a practice. Um, so we will just make contact. And pre-COVID days, we would have um, picked up the phone or had emailed and we'd arrange to meet for coffee just for that initial chat. So I think it's nice to just lay eyes on somebody, have a chat. And it's about working out what they need. Sometimes it's just, you know, they just want to talk through things. It's a signposting to resources, um, just telling them, you know, that we're here, giving contact details. And you, you may not hear from them after that or just get a couple of emails. For others, it might be much more intensive and specific. So it might be a new manager um, or somebody in to primary care who just doesn't understand the jargon. They don't understand the – they get a statement through for, on Open Exeter and they just don't understand what it means. Um, we could be asked to go in on specific projects. So, for example, last year I helped a practice that was going through a merger um, because I've got experience of that. So that's about going in and helping them – write an action plan, and just a bit of hand-holding through the process. It could be going in to help with preparing for CQC or a post-CQC visit, helping with an action plan. So it's very wide-ranging, depending on what the needs of the practice and the individual are, really, I would say. Hmm.
0: Uh and sort of over the the number of years you've been doing it, um, do you think the needs have changed? Do you think that you've been doing different types of support in the last, I mean, obviously the last couple of weeks have been extraordinary, um, mm. but over the last sort of 18 months or so, do you think that things have changed for practice managers?
1: I think, I think the job has changed. Obviously the COVID situation has magnified everything and made it more difficult. But I think the last couple of years, you know, we've seen such changes in terms of changing workforce. So, we're having to manage different um, types of uh, professions. We're having to get to grips with um, managing those professions. We've got a dwindling workforce. So, we're having to think about how we um, manage, uh, not just manage those, but what do we do in terms of collaborative working? You know, that, that has really changed things. So, relationships uh, practice managers having to manage relationships with other practices not just with other practices but also other practice partners and sometimes there's politics going on that um, that practice managers have to manage and that's quite different to their role I would say and pastoral support pastoral support has become a major part of a lot of practice managers role I would say nowadays because the morale is low generally in practices I mean it's low at the moment because of COVID, but even before that, I would say patient expectations, the demands of, of of the of the job are it's the whole practice team. And of course that falls upon practice managers to keep everybody buoyant. Um and they have to have some help with that. And I think that's where they're turning for external support. So it's it's a much tougher job I would say in the last couple of years.
0: So a massive variety, but probably the people-focused things are the, are the most challenging. So when you say relationships, it's obviously relationships within your own practice, but also, I guess, PCN is a fairly new thing. Um, so and also sort of working with other practices and understanding their dynamics. Yes. Um, because,
1: you know... Five years ago, we we may have worked together or we, you know, we would have shared some resources as practice managers, but but now we're sharing staff. You know, we're financially incentivized to, to work together, which you know is it's the way of the future and it's no bad thing, but it it just changes the dynamic. So it changes that role of a practice manager. Um, and as we know, some some PCNs and practice work better than others and you know where, where those relationships are sticky that can can be difficult for practice managers to negotiate.
0: So one of the things that you have shown an interest in during the time we've worked together as when you've been a practice manager supporter is on the sort of coaching and mentoring side and as a practice manager supporter you're trained to do some coaching and mentoring but also you've been trained to do appraisals. So what sort of skills do you bring in as being a coach mentor a appraiser where you can help practice managers? What sort of tips do you bring or what, what do you bring to the table if somebody's asking for help in that in that area? I think what
1: I'm bringing is I'm bringing an ear, Louise, um, and sometimes practice managers don't get that within their practice. Um, I mean, lots of practice managers have got peers um, who they can talk to, but they will be very conscious that their peers are very busy. Um, what I can provide is an ear, um sometimes you know it's unbiased, I'm non-judgmental. I'm not there to um to judge what they're doing or to criticize and, and you know if they feel they're struggling or they're you know sometimes they're having to tell me quite personal things and the effect it's having on them. So those are re- are really honest conversations. So sometimes speaking to somebody that you don't know is 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 powerful. Um, and I think the fact that I can listen, I also can understand because I do the job. So I know I know the environment, I know the challenges. So I think that's really important. But I think it's about having a listening ear. and then it's about questioning and drawing out um, because most most managers, you know we we're programmed to deliver and to do things. And most of us have got the solutions within us, but sometimes people just get stuck and they're just you know these thoughts are going around in their head and they can't really talk about it to anybody in the practice, can't talk to to their staff, can't talk to the partners. They need to talk it through with somebody else who can listen and perhaps understand and perhaps sometimes challenge them um, and ask the right sort of questions. And most of the time, people have got those solutions within them. And sometimes, you know, it's about challenging them. Actually, are you in the right place? Because you know, some of the situations are there are managers who are just in a very difficult environment or not in the right environment for them. Uh, and sometimes it's about helping them to come to that conclusion um, and and make the decision that's right for them, not just for the practice. So it's you know that's a long way of, of saying it, but it's about listening and questioning and just giving people the time and space to focus on themselves. I think as managers we're not very good at that. We you know we we coach our staff, we support our staff, but often managers put themselves last, which is a shame.
0: So. What would you say to anybody if they're thinking, oh, I'm having a bit of a difficult time? How, how bad do you have to get thinking about sort of more on the coaching lines before you approach someone to say, can I have some help? Do you have to be in a bad place or can you do it as a hel- in a healthy place to say, I want to get even better than I'm feeling at the moment? So, so, And in your experience, what does trigger someone just to make the contact either with you or, as I say, through the coaching program that there is available um, in other areas?
1: Well, sometimes the coaching comes about because you're put in touch with the practice because the the manager is struggling in some way or another. And as part of you going in and supporting, you know, coaching becomes a natural part of that process. Um, In terms of people proactively seeking us, well, some people do. And, Sometimes it can be for a specific issue. So they've got a particularly tricky member of staff. Um, They just can't find a way around how to unstick that situation or it could be a relationship with a partner. It could be anything. Um, So they may seek us out for that particular specific issue. But sometimes it's just just organic. And of course, coaching can be part of appraisal as well. Um, and also mentoring and, and coaching, as you know, can sometimes overlap. so you can be supporting somebody in terms of mentoring them and helping with their knowledge gaps, but then it, it tips over into coaching. so it it can vary in terms of how how people present themselves and, and why. but certainly I would say that people shouldn't wait until it's a crisis. you know obviously that you know that's that's obvious. Um, but it's unfortunately that can be the case because people, um, as I say, they just put their needs last.
0: So, does it need to be a work-focused issue? Someone comes to you with. Can does it have to be a? Can it be a work and home? Can it be just home? I mean, is it the holistic person, or actually are you saying no, no, no? It's just the practice management bit I want to concentrate on.
1: I think it's holistic. I, you know, we're we we're, we're people, aren't we? And and we've got we've got lives outside, and things are linked. And often people's work life balance is completely skewed um, because people are just consistently putting themselves last and um, to the bottom of the pack. And eventually, no matter how good or competent, um, you know, eventually pe- people have a line, you know, they, everybody will um, get to a point where they need some help.
0: So, from your experience as a practice manager, um, Karen, you see the pattern to what makes a successful practice manager and a successful practice. Mm-hmm. What do you think you could look for? What do you think you could introduce? What so Are there any sort of key things that you think um, people should look to be and do um, as a practice manager? Uh, well, I think,
1: you know, the key to a successful practice, um, it's about strong leadership. And that's across the practice. Um, and obviously the practice manager is a big part of that but it's also about working in conjunction with the GP partners Um, and that cohesive and about relationships with the partners and the practice practice manager working well together. Um, And sometimes not all partners will see themselves in a leadership position, Um, uh, but, but the leadership starts at the top. And the good practice, I would say, have a competent practice manager who works autonomously but with the support of the practice partners um, and they're all sort of singing from the same hymn book and acting as a role model for the practice so I think leadership is key you know I can see why CQC now focus a lot of their efforts on that because I truly believe that the leadership is is key to the practice and and how well well it's run and everybody knowing their part um, in, in what they're doing and that's part of the leaders making people understand that and valuing staff so um, you know, and that's down to the office apprentice making sure that they understand their contribution, because again, a practice is is a team effort, and we are only as good as our people. Um, you know, we deliver a service, but we really are only as good as our people, and valuing everybody, I think, is is really key. And of course, there's all the other things that go with it in terms of you know efficient systems and processes, and of course, and financial viability, but. For me, it's it's about the people, and that starts with the leadership and, and goes all the way through the practice.
0: Do you think there's a big issue about confidence and practice managers and their confidence? Um,
1: I, with some managers, yes. I think something <laughs> I remember having a conversation with a practice manager who uh, she uh, is it Stockholm syndrome. You know, she just felt like an imposter. She just felt that she was just, you know, that somebody would find her out because, you know, she was doing this, but you know, she wasn't really um qualified to do it. And and somebody recently said to me, you know, oh, I just wing it. And we all wing it to a certain extent because it's such a diverse role. Um, so I think I think people are much often much better than they think they are. Um, and you know. People worried, especially new managers. They go to a meeting and everybody all sounds much more experienced than they than they are. And um, actually, you know, when you start talking to people, everybody's got areas that they're more confident in and and areas they're less confident in because it is a diverse role and you can't know everything about everything. Um, and that's why you know networks really important. But yes, I think. I think there can be a confidence issue. And, and depending on the environment in, in which they operate, depends whether that confidence is boosted or, or knocked down.
0: And I think sometimes, you know, a GP will come out, they'll go to um, medical school, they'll go, they'll go through their training, they come out as a GP, same with a nurse, they go through the training, they come through as a nurse, and there isn't the same sort of practice management school, is there, that you just go through the training, come out, therefore, you've got the brand practice manager across you, Mm -hmm. and you know, definitely, that is what you are. Yes. Sometimes evolving it into it and, and practice managers as a role, I mean, the name can mean so many different things in so many practices, can't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know that even more so now. There's practice managers, there's business managers, there's operation managers, and even people with the same title that can be so different in in two different practices. And you know, the small practices, big practices, uh, it it it's hugely um, different. And um, the role, absolutely.
0: Um, It's lovely talking to you, Karen, and you and I could talk all day about this kind of stuff because it's so interesting. Um, But I'm just going to round it up now by just putting you on the spot and just saying um, what three things do you think a practice manager could take away from this conversation um, that they should do or prioritise um, from now?
1: Okay, so I think the first thing, you know, is just stop for a moment, take a breath, have a cup of tea. And just look at what you've achieved and what you're achieving during these extraordinary times. Um, it's you know so, so challenging at the moment, um, and most practice managers are doing a fantastic job. Um, and I don't think we stop enough to actually reflect and give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back because you know sometimes we don't get it from other people. So absolutely do that. Uh, secondly, it's about um, valuing yourself to put yourself. First, for once, to and think about your own self-development. Um, now, that could be coaching, that could be training, could be mentoring, it could be networking, it could be whatever it needs to be for you. Um, but value yourself and realize, you know, time out of the practice is not you not doing your job. It's, it's about making you a better manager, which makes you a better practice. And lastly, I guess, don't feel guilty for doing the first two things. And that's really important because sometimes we are our worst, our own worst critic and uh, and we shouldn't be because practice managers, they do a hell of a job, I would
0: say. Oh, I really like that. That's that's fascinating. Thank you, Carol. I have so enjoyed talking to you. Um, so that's just sort of summarise. If people want to get in contact with you about anything you've talked about, um, your email address is on the website, isn't it? On the Wessex LNC's website? Absolutely. Um, and we would encourage any of you to get involved with a conversation with us, with Karen, with the supporters, get involved in the coaching program. And as Karen said, take what was it? Take a breath. A take thing. a
1: breath. Value yourself um, to do something that you need to do for you and yeah. don't feel guilty don't about
0: feel it. feel guilty. Yeah. I think that, that's a good mantra for a Friday afternoon, isn't it? Thank you so much, Karen. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I'm sure we will talk to you again. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Louise.